Well, here I am again, recording another episode, not on schedule. I don't know. I'm not a schedule kind of girl. I'm sorry. I'll try my best to do an episode a week, but, um, excuse me. Anyways, uh, I'm actually really excited because some people listened to my first episode. So that's really cool. And if you came back for the second part, that's even cooler. And now we are on the second episode, which will be in one part. So don't worry. And today I'm doing a bit of a subject change. Uh, I do want to eventually talk again more about marijuana psychosis, but I think when I revisit that topic, I'll do it, you know, with maybe with somebody here with me who's experienced it or maybe who's an expert. So with that being said, I wanted to talk about some stuff today. Uh, I got to thinking because uh, yesterday or day before yesterday, yesterday, One of my coworkers made a comment about how I've had a lot of jobs because every time she would talk about something, I'd be like, oh, I've worked there. Hey, I once worked here. Or I don't know. I have had a lot of jobs, actually. I sat down uh, yesterday, and I thought I had the list with me, but I don't. I sat down yesterday and wrote all the jobs that I could remember. And even as I sat there, I was like, I'm forgetting something. Like one or two, I'm forgetting. But I came to the conclusion that I have had 44 jobs, um, which started from the from my my freaking 16th birthday. I got hired. My interview was on my birthday at Applebee's. My first job as a hostess, which was cool because I finally had money. So that was nice. But it really gave me that intro into the service industry and like how much some restaurants just do not care about their staff. You know, I actually, the reason I left that job was because one of my friends was in a car wreck and they were actually like driving around waiting for me to get off work. And I still hadn't gotten off work yet. And I was just so annoyed and they ended up getting in a car wreck and I was freaking out. Mind you, I am 16 years old. My friends are in a car wreck. This is like the end of the world for me, you know, and they would not let me leave. They were just like, nope, sorry, you cannot. And even my manager, who was this older man who had been obviously like the service industry had worn this man down and he It was like, you know what, Kathleen, I have to tell you, like, sometimes you're going to miss that funeral. Your friends are going to die and you're not going to be able to be there. And I remember being like, "Okay, I'm 16. My friends are not supposed to die. Like, uh, so I don't know. It was just really weird. And I ended up like going and I ended up telling one of my hostess co-workers that I was going to go to the restroom and I just like got in my car and disappeared and I went to the scene of the wreck and you know, I didn't regret it. I remember my boss called me so angry and I just ignored him and blocked his call and whatever. All right. So I don't want to go too many. If I sat here and talked about every ridiculous way I ended a job or something, we would be here for a really long time. (coughs) Excuse me. Um, 
But yeah, so I had 43 jobs and it got me thinking. And I also created like a bit of a conversation on Instagram uh, with some of my followers. And we were kind of talking about how like, you know, they kind of all started telling me their numbers, like 10, 17, 26. Like some people, like my boyfriend's only had four jobs in his lifetime. And most of them have been like while we were together uh, because I encourage people to job hop. I just don't think you should stay in your job if you're miserable. I I get that maybe not everybody has that luxury, but if you have the opportunity to leave your job because you're miserable, then leave. I don't know, guys. It's just for me, and especially in the service industry, there's so many, like I live in Houston, so there's so many restaurants per, and every corner, there's always somebody hiring And I hopped around because at the end of the day, these people, you don't know what you're going to get. And sometimes you don't discover how bad a restaurant is until you're, you know, months in. And then at that point, you're like, God, but I just got settled in. And I understand that feeling of like, like, you know, you don't want to have to start over again. Nobody likes starting over. But like, think about it this way. You have two different stressful situations. You have the... I hate my job. I want to cry when I wake up, which I've been there, you know, or, you know, oh gosh, I don't know anything at this new job. I'm the newbie. Nobody likes me. I mean, you don't, you don't know that. First of all, you have no way to know if nobody likes you. You don't know. Yes, you're new. But like, I think for me personally, that stress is a more bearable stress than the stress of waking up and hating existence. You know what I mean? And I have been there. I have, you know, I used to work this one job that I really, really hated that, like, was just so toxic. Uh, I mean, I could go on. I could do an episode separately about, like, the toxic environment that I dealt with there. It was toxic. It was abusive. It was gross. You know, lots of sexual harassment. Um, uh, My alarm would ring at 4.30 a.m. because I had to be there at 5. I was always a few minutes late. My alarm would ring at 4.30 a.m. And I vividly remember crying, just thinking like, oh, God, I have to do this again. I'm feeling so trapped, you know, because I was at the time working towards being like the star chef. You know, I wanted to be in the local magazines and stuff. And the way to do that is to really work your ass off in a kitchen and hope that somebody pays attention to you, you know. And, you know, so... Yeah, I understand what it's like to completely hate your job. So, yeah, over time for me, I just really didn't, even when I was younger, I just kind of like didn't understand staying at a place where you were being mistreated. And I I did that, practice that into my adulthood too. I mean, I'm 30 years old and I have, I started my current job in May and I love it, but I got, it took me so many different skills and so many different jobs to be able to get that job, you know, that has like kind of an accumulation of a lot of the skills that I've acquired over the years from doing all these different jobs. And I think that our parents and, you know, maybe like our parents' parents have really encouraged us to like you know, stick with a company, work hard, climb through the ranks, stay there for years. Looks great on a resume when you're there for like five, six years. But 
is that really is it is it worth it to like not really progress in your own life or to be miserable or to like not really take into consideration your own mental health you know what I mean like is it worth it and if it is to you then fine like by all means keep doing it for me it wasn't worth it so I did I got all of these jobs I um yeah I mean I I didn't really care I just wanted I anytime things just got crazy or weird I left I mean there were a few times where of course like I left unprofessionally I'm not going to lie to you. Like, I no call, no showed, or I just dipped. Most of the time, I'm going to defend myself and say that they deserved it. I only ever did that to people who were really terrible to me. So I, to this day, I stand by all of that. Like, sure, maybe I could have stood up to them and talked to them in the face, but I personally felt like I was at a point where I felt really uncomfortable, and I didn't owe them any explanation, I think. And they owed me an apology, but I knew I wasn't going to get it. And I'm, I wasn't going to ask them for that. So I just, you know, got another job. It's whatever it is, what it is. Um, but yeah, I had all these jobs and, you know, a lot of people kind of just asked me like, uh, you know, how do you get out of it? How do you do it? Uh, it's just, yeah, I, I really have no secret. I think that we were lied to. We were told we had to work these jobs for a really long time to look impressive but nowadays, I'll be honest with you, I interviewed, I've interviewed a lot. I mean, a lot of times. I've had 43 jobs, but I've probably had about double the amount of interviews. Um, no, 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 no. Maybe like 25% more, but still. Uh, I've done a lot of that stuff. So for me, interviews are now kind of fun for me. I always, like, I get a little cocky sometimes, I won't lie. I tell my boyfriend, like, hey, if I have an interview, I I've got the job. Just because I think interviews, too, are a bit tricky. You have to be you have to dance on the line of professional, but fun, you know, like you have to help them picture you being there in the company and working next to you, you know, make them feel like this is the person they're going to be around and make it pleasant. Even though I work from home, you know, like most of my stuff is on the computer. So I get the luxury of that. But yeah, I really um I was going to try to find my list. I have my list around here somewhere because I did a whole like comprehensive list and I kind of wanted to like talk about it a little bit. And uh... okay. So a better podcaster would have been prepared and had this notebook in front of them. I am not that one. I am not a better podcaster. I am me, an amateur, doing her best. So I made this whole list yesterday just to kind of get an idea of like what exactly I've done for jobs. So 44, right? So I'm going to kind of name off a few of my personal favorites and least favorites just because uh, I kind of want to give you an idea of how eclectic this list is. So a lot of them are barista jobs. I can see like one, two, three, four, five, six, six barista jobs, whatever. Um, au pair in Germany, au pair in Italy, 
axe throwing coach, uh, English teacher, kitchen manager, MC, brand ambassador a few different times, private chef, bartender, family court clerk, hostess, server, customer service representative, payroll clerk, family court clerk, I already said that, a personal assistant, daycare teacher, bartender again, hostess at a lifestyle club, yes, like a swingers club, um, chef, yeah, I mean, there's just like a bunch of random things, I was an after school program director, I, I was an amusement park ride operator, I, brand ambassador, I, I was a tax preparer, did taxes for a while, um, yeah, bar, lots of different bars, Lots of different uh, retail, working at the mall. Oh, I was a fry cook at Jack in the Box for three days. Uh, yeah, I remember, actually, if you're familiar with Jack in the Box, I don't know if it's a national. It's a national chain, right? Probably. Uh, well, Jack in the Box has these tacos that for a really long time, it was two tacos for a dollar or 99 cents. I think if you have the app, you can still do it, just by the way. But... Uh, they had these tacos and people would just order them like crazy and people would get modifications. And sometimes I would try to be prepared and have like tacos ready and it wasn't enough. I remember it was my third day there and somebody came in at like 11 o'clock and ordered 22 tacos and like half of them no sauce, some of them with extra lettuce. And after that, I was like, yeah, no, I, I can't. I, this is not for me. And it was like seven fifty an hour and not worth it. Not worth it. Know your worth. And that's how you can hop around in jobs because don't, don't let the older generation and capitalism bully you into staying into a job. That is just something that has just been indoctrinated into our heads. Like we have to work these jobs forever. No, you don't. You don't owe these people nothing. Now, okay. If you're trying to get your retirement going, fine. But you can do that without having to stay at multiple jobs, guys. There's plenty of ways to do it. I have a retirement fund, and I have had a million jobs. So I'm just saying, guys, you don't have to. I mean, yeah, it might be easier to do a retirement plan through a company, but is easier really worth your happiness? And if it is, cool. Then I this is this conversation not for you. Um, but yeah, so. A lot of people also have asked me, like, you know, how, what are, what's my secret? Like, how do I get so many jobs? Like, what's, what are you doing? You know? And for me, what I'm doing is, well, I learned some languages and I'm learning more. So I, I put my interests a lot. I make my resume not just about work, also about my interests because my interests sometimes will translate into work. So, like, for example, I really enjoy food styling as a hobby, and I'm a content creator and a social media manager, so that actually just happens to help. Um, you know, these kind of things just, you know, I don't know. And also, apply to industries maybe you've never worked in before. I've never been an axe-throwing coach. I became an axe-throwing coach. I can now throw axes and hit bullseyes and axe-throw at someone, or I don't know. So it's just a skill to know. I got a job at a family court, uh, family courts here in Houston, and as a clerk, 
And I didn't know how to do half that stuff. Now I can do e-file for a lawyer. I could go work for a lawyer if I wanted to. I can go do all sorts of things. And I, the thing is, is like, I don't even have a formal college degree. I have collectiveness of like work experience plus a culinary diploma. And it really just, if you have that attitude of like, I'm going to learn, okay, maybe I'm not an expert in this field, but maybe I can look something up. We live in 2022. So nine times out of 10, somebody's made a YouTube video about it. Someone's got a course about it. Coursera, Upskillist, all these programs have these ways. Some are even free, you know? So I think when people tell me like, oh, I don't know what I can do or what, just, just keep trying, you know, like try everything. For a while, I thought I was going to be this and then I learned something else and now I'm going to be this. And yeah, you know, so all of these different jobs, all they've really taught me is that, you know, you don't have to settle. You don't have to deal with bullshit just because of a paycheck. I promise you there's somebody else who will hire you. You just have to like really put yourself out there. Now, I know that there are exceptions to the rule, so I please by no means think I'm trying to say that this is necessarily a method for everyone. And, you know, maybe some people really can't do the whole multiple jobs. Like I had 44 jobs, but a lot of them I held together. So like I always had two jobs usually, but there were a few different years where I held three jobs or I held four jobs. And yeah, so that's a really quick way to accumulate that kind of stuff. But also, you know, contract work is a really easy way to accumulate. Like I had to have a bunch of jobs that I had just like four month, three month contracts that I signed and that was just it. There's like no plan of extension because it was a program that was just short. So yeah, I mean, my point is, is that you don't like have to do that thing that you feel like you have to do. And that feeling of being trapped is just something that's just been indoctrinated in us and that makes us like feel like we have to continue to work and do these jobs that are just so high title and make you sound so cool and people think you're a business bitch and I'm not gonna lie I've gotten some taste of the business bitch uh like lifestyle lately and I'm really into it but I also on the other end I'm like okay you know but this is something I could live without it's nice to get the taste of it but something I can live without. And it's technically my 45th job, if I think about it. So I have 45 jobs. I didn't even count my current one. Um, But yeah, I think I will like share what my least favorite job probably was, which I think maybe if I had to pick the worst job that I had, um, probably this call center that I worked at. Oh, no, man. God, I've had Applebee's was terrible. Call center was awful. Um, East End Brew bartending job. Terrible. They still owe me money. Uh, Waffle House was... Not as bad as you'd think it'd be, but terrible pay. Terrible. Like, those servers aren't making shit, and people aren't tipping at Waffle Houses. 
hold on a second. I get that Waffle Houses get a bad rap for sure, but I worked there for like three or four months when I moved back in with my mom and there was a Waffle House pretty close to the house and I didn't have a car, so I kind of had to like figure my shit out. Um, yeah, I worked at this Waffle House and the amount of no tips, and I know I was giving good service. I was giving Houston, downtown Houston service to Laporte Waffle House. And I was still making like pennies on the dime because people just weren't tipping. So if you go to a Waffle House, just freaking leave a tip. Jeez, it's not that hard. Like they're literally making like two, three dollars an hour, you know, like nothing more than that. It's kind of insane, actually. But it's insane that anybody makes two thirteen an hour. You know, I was a oh god, I'm gonna go on this rant, aren't I? Um yeah, I've worked Man, how many jobs have I even worked at two thirteen an hour? It's disrespectful. I've worked jobs at two thirteen an hour, three fifty an hour, four dollars an hour, five dollars an hour. I'm sorry. If you are under minimum wage, I mean minimum wage is trash anyway. But if you are under minimum wage, you are double trash. And if you use the excuse that people are tipping, also trash. You are basically you're using the excuse you don't want to pay people. You don't want to. You don't have enough money to maintain a staff, so you. Make that the problem of your employees and you blame it on the restaurant system. I've had restaurant owners tell me, God, I wish it was different. Like you could make it different. You know, you can be the revolutionary, but you don't want to be because, you know, it's much easier to just pay two thirteen an hour plus tips and then say, hey, if you don't make the right amount of tips that equates to minimum wage, we'll just do that on your paycheck. Bull spit. I mean, there are some places that have done it, I will say. That will do that. They'll give you like our um, minimum wage if you don't make like enough in tips. But most of the time they won't do it. And I think about how like that's how it was when I worked at Super Salad. We got paid two thirteen an hour plus tips. And they told us that. And I know that like my paychecks were $50 for two weeks of work. So, uh, yeah. And my tips like at Super Salad, which is a buffet. Uh, so people would leave like a dollar on the table. You know, if you made $15 that night, you were like a big baller. So the tipping system is robbery. <laughs> and as someone who's worked for tips, like I'm telling you, I will say probably my highest paying job besides the one I currently work would be bartending. Uh, hands down, I've worked like a big event bartending situations, uh, high volume bartending, all that kind of stuff. And uh, it's just, it's great money. But like the thing is too, it's, we got to pay all the taxes on it. It's a lot of money. Most of us aren't that great with our money or we don't set aside uh, like that kind of stuff. Some of us aren't financially savvy. There's no financial education for this kind of stuff, which is crazy. You know that we don't learn about finances, but you know, I can tell you what the Pythagorean theorem is, even though I literally have never used it outside of high school. Um, yeah, okay. So, and that's why I encourage changing your jobs because you can start a job and you can think, oh yeah, I'm going to make enough tips here. I'll be fine. I'll be above water. And then you realize that you're not and you're fucking drowning. And but you're staying because of guilt, because of some sort of weird entity tells you if you if you leave, that's another mark on you. That's another job. Fuck that shit. I say that right now. Fuck that shit. Find another job. Go somewhere else. You owe these people nothing. 
especially the ones that aren't looking out for you, okay? Like, I understand there are maybe some good restaurant owners out there who are looking out for you and who take care of you, but maybe you're just not making enough money there or, you know, maybe something's wrong in management or who knows what. I think this is one of those situations where you're allowed to be selfish, where you're allowed because it's your mental health and it's the rest of your life, guys. Like, life is so short. And I know a million people say that all the fucking time, but it really is. And it's crazy that we would even, you know, in any other situation, I feel like we would fight more for ourselves. But because it's like the way that we live, because we need money to survive, because the fear of homelessness is there, of all that, it's there. So... I understand. I mean, I don't want to go too much on a rant about the tipping thing. I just think it's just crazy that we still don't want to pay living wages to people and offer them benefits and things like that. Like, I think all service industry people should have benefits. I don't understand why that's, why is it a discussion? I think everybody should have benefits. I think a lot of us, we didn't ask to be born, you know, and we're making the best out of that. We're trying our best, but sometimes we weren't given the best tools you know? So you're telling me that because I was born with a terminal illness, you know, this is a hypothetical, of course, I'm just saying, I don't deserve a form of happy. I don't deserve to like have that cured. I don't deserve to like maybe one day have a better life. You know, it's just crazy to me that people don't think about it that way. I don't know. It's one of those things that makes you like kind of sad for the world because it's just like, you guys, if we were just a little bit more considerate of each other, you know, I've seen like people, friends of mine who haven't been in the doctor in years, they go to the doctor and they get like finally after a while and they get everything done and you can see it. They feel better because, you know, not having gone to the doctor, not having taken, getting to take care of yourself or do these different things, not even just the doctor, you know, whatever example that you can think of when you haven't done these things like this self care in a while, it really like it, it weighs on you. And so when you do it, it's a, a weight that's been lifted. But in the back of your mind, you know that like, it's just a cycle. Like again, later on, you're going to have to deal with this again. So why not give people like that, that relief? Because there's already so much bad shit happening in the world, you know, all the time. I feel like every day we're hearing something and I don't know. I just don't understand why us as human beings just make it so difficult for everybody else, you know? So quit your job. Don't quit your job. I don't know. Do whatever you want. All I'm saying is don't stay at your job because you feel obligated to because of some weird thing that's been like embedded in our heads since we were kids. You know, times are different. We're not living in the times of our parents. We have so much technology there's just so, so many things that are just so much cooler about our world, you know? So like we can make it our own. We can set these rules. And, you know, I, five, 10 years ago, I would have been terrified to tell someone that I have had this many jobs. You know, I was embarrassed for the longest time up until recently when I realized that all of these skills have really benefited me for the better. And I cannot encourage people enough to go. And you know what? Go on Canva and type in resume in the search and fill one in. They've got some really nice resumes. Fill one in. Send that hoe to like 20, 30 people. Like honestly, people that you think may not even hire you. 
send it. You would be surprised, guys. The calls that I've gotten, the interviews that I've had the chance to get, that even though I didn't get hired because maybe I was underqualified, I learned what they were looking for. So now I'm like, oh, hey, maybe I can Google search how to do that, you know, or whatever. So yeah, don't, you have to be an advocate for yourself because at the end of the day, no one's really going to do it for you. I mean, you might have a homie that will advocate for you, but to go as deep as you truly needed to go, it has to be you. And yes, I know that's not easy. I know that that's scary, but um, if you can't, there's also therapy, guys. There are free programs I cannot recommend enough to go to your local university and check out their psych programs. I currently have a therapist through the doctorate program at the University of Houston because they need students. They need people to talk to. They don't They don't just have to be college kids. They need regular people with regular trauma and all sorts of trauma. So I recommend that you check out your local university uh, online, check out their psych programs, a call, send an email. Somebody will get you to someone. And for me, it's telemedicine, so I never have to leave my home. Uh, yeah, so I think that I've kind of talked enough on this topic. I hope that what you got from this is that it's not embarrassing to have a lot of jobs. I think it's actually really cool and it says a lot about you and says that you're versatile and that you've worked in different environments with different peoples and different personalities. The more jobs you have, I think, the better. Uh, obviously, unless you've been fired from all of them, then maybe not so much. But yeah, so be an advocate for yourself. Uh, I want to say something like none of this is real, but what I'm really trying to say is like all of this, these pressures that we have, they're not real. They're things that are in within you that you've told yourself. You know, you have that that voice in your head. There's two people in your head right now. There's the like mean troll and then there's tiny little cutie, patootie, you, Hermione. You're a little cutie and there's this big old troll and it keeps saying all these things like you're not good enough. You're if you move to another job, it's just going to be the same thing. You're a failure. You suck. No one's going to hire you. All these different things. That voice. You have to look at the other side of that. You don't know that no one's going to hire you because that's impossible. There's you haven't applied everywhere for no one to not hire you. Uh you know, you have to really try to flip the situation for yourself. And it's really hard. It's why I'm in cognitive behavioral therapy. I cannot recommend therapy enough. I will probably say this like 800 times throughout this podcast. Therapy, 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 therapy. <laughs> Anyways, guys, I really appreciate you listening. I will be back next week to talk about something I'm sure that is so riveting. You will be on the edge of your seat the entire time. All right. Have a good night and toodaloo.